This is the MLW Radio Network. Good evening, everybody. It is uh, Future Stars Now. My name is Mike Freeland. We are part of the Front Room Material umbrella. Umbrella. Keep you from getting rained on. Um, I am soon to be joined by the Rit, and I'm also going to be joined by a special correspondent slash analyst, Kate. You probably remember her from the last time she appeared on Front Room Material. She's going to be joining us again this evening. However, we have a big, big, great guest. Her name is Lila Gray. You've probably seen her in the independent scene, but you've probably also seen her most recently on AEW. She is a fast rising star in the world of wrestling, and uh, we have the pleasure of speaking with her this evening. So we will get to her in one second, but let me bring on my follically challenged friend, Mr. Ritt. How are you, buddy? Not bad, Freeland. How are you doing this evening? Well, I went to the chiropractor, and yeah. Hey, I go once the week, and it's you know, barely helping. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep going back. She says she wants to see me three days a week. It's it's the best I've ever had of a relationship three days a week. Heck, my wife doesn't even want to do that. So, you know what? We're going to keep going. There's co-pays, though. Unless you have good uh, good insurance. Hey, mine's 30, Mine's 38 bucks every yeah. time. That That's good. That's good. I might have to get a hold of Doc Samson. Jerry says he does a wonderful job. But I tell you what. We will pause that for a second. Let's go ahead and let's bring on Kate. Kate, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We are good. We are glad to have you back here again so you can lend your expertise and your insight into the world of wrestling. So how have you been recently? Good. Not as busy as the world of wrestling has been, but I've been well. (laughs) Um, Things are definitely uh, picking up all over. So um, it's been a lot to keep up with, but very exciting. (laughs) <laughs> I believe the phrase is ha- believe half of what you see and nothing of what you hear because when it comes to wrestling, you just never know really what's the, the true story and we're finding out more and more information and it is very exciting. We'll be getting to that later on, but let's get to the main event. Let's get to this young lady who is making waves in wrestling and she is having uh, a great, in my opinion, 2021. It is Lila Gray. Come on in, Lila. How are you? Hey, how are you guys? We're good. We're good. We're glad that you uh, carved out some time for us today. We appreciate that. How you been? Absolutely. I've been really great. I actually uh, just moved to Orlando two days ago. So that's why the camera's like facing this tiny little uh, corner because my whole apartment's filled with boxes and it's crazy. And <laughs> well, so, congrat- congratulations on the new move. I, moving you. is never a fun thing to do. It's always this chaotic thing of... of I got to get this packed, that packed. What did I label? What did I not label? Exactly. Yeah. And we, we started labeling and then like halfway through, we just like gave up. So now like, we don't know what is in what. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be wearing workout clothes probably for the rest of the week. <laughs> you do what you can until you're settled in. 
Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm so happy that I am now in Central Florida because it's so much closer to work, so much closer to, you know, just wrestling in general, a lot of shows and things happening over here. Uh, I was in Miami before, so far down south, and it was just always a mission to to get to places. So I feel good about this. <laughs> so I, I know this is kind of a stereotypical first question here, but what is it about wrestling? Why wrestling, Lila? Of all the different things uh, you could you could do, why did you decide this is my path? Oh man. And it's funny because I actually didn't even grow up a, a wrestling fan. I I used to watch it as a kid, uh, like late 90s, early 2000s. And then I kind of uh, grew away from it. But then um just little things kept happening in my life that kind of just led me to that uh I started, I had joined like the gym, started taking like kind of like amateur wrestling classes. So that was kind of like the beginning uh, working and I was working as a model. So I started doing work as a ring girl for MMA events. So that just introduced me to the world of sports entertainment. So I was like, wow, this is really cool. Uh, I definitely would like to do something like this. Uh, I don't know about MMA or boxing and things like that, but I was definitely intrigued with the world of it. And also really interesting, a little fun fact, is that I I grew up with a wrestler that met, oh, that many of you may know, uh, Zelina Vega. Yes. So, yeah, so me and her, we were childhood friends. Uh, going to, We went to elementary school, middle school together. And I remember uh, when we were teenagers, she told me how she wanted to do pro wrestling. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like that, too. Uh, because I've always enjoyed beating up like my my family and my friends. I always used to wrestle them at home, and so it was something we used to do for fun. And she went on and pursued it, and she's achieved great success. Uh, I went another entertainment route. I was doing music and modeling and acting, and but I know I felt like it wasn't enough. It wasn't fulfilling enough, and. You know, she, Zelina always inspired me throughout the years. I would always see her do her thing. And I'm like, man, I always felt like I can do something like this. Like, it looks like so much fun. And a few years back, I I was in the cover of a magazine. They did a Q&A. They had asked me, uh, what is something people don't know about you? I'm like, well, when I was little, I wanted to be a wrestler. And I'm like, and I still kind of do. And then fast forward two years after that magazine article is that I actually decided to pursue it and go down that route. And and it's been amazing thus far. Uh, it's just, it gives you so much confidence. Yeah, I feel like a badass. And, you know, you get to go out there and be beautiful and, and just put on this show, tell this story. There's just so many elements to wrestling that I love. And, you know, not that I have regrets, but I'm like, I really wish I would have started this earlier because it is so much fun and so rewarding. <laughs> so obviously when you decide, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, and do the wrestling thing. What was it like? What was your process like of finding a place to train? Um, did you reach out to some of your friends who were already in the industry and did they give you any advice or, Hey, you need to talk to this person. Yeah. Well, I did not reach out to to any friends, actually. I just started doing my own research, and I found a school in Miami, and there's not many schools in Miami. So I found – there's, like, three schools, maybe two, three schools, and I found one, and I didn't know anything about the business. I did no research at all. I'm just like, I'm going to the school. So, um, yeah, I went, and – 
so I brought my my boyfriend with me. My boyfriend, his name is Lou Curtis. He is also a wrestler. And I was telling him, hey, I really want to do wrestling. I really want to do wrestling. And, you know, he thought it was kind of silly at first. But so I dragged him to this class with me and we did it. And the first day we're like, this is pretty freaking cool. And we walked out of there like, we're going to the WWE. <laughs> and, and yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. It was not easy at all. It was really hard. You know, you, you go to training, you start doing little things, taking bumps. And I'm like, am I sure that I want to do this? Because this is kind of crazy. Um, and but no, the more you push through it, it gets a little easier and better and funner. And I'm finally at the point where I can have fun with it before I was too like in my head and I was scared of everything and now I feel way more comfortable and it's just so awesome <laughs> well a, a lot of people uh, we, we talked to Mikey a lot and you know when he he doesn't let his students in the ring right away you know he, that's kind of like a privilege you have to earn what was yeah, it like with like, you that's like an old school thing like an old school mentality I know a lot of schools that are like that they'll just like uh like do drills, blow you up, work out outside of the ring. And like three months later, you're allowed to get in the ring. The school I went to wasn't like that. I, it was like a, it was like a crash course. I would say they just want to get you ready. So the first day I, I did rolls, I did bumps and yeah, they, they didn't ease me into it. They just threw me in the fire. Do it. I'm like, okay. My first bump was horrendous. <laughs> I like laid out like a starfish. I think I gave myself a concussion. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I'm I'm glad things have changed. You mentioned that you are kind of little trades between wrestling and modeling and singing and acting, all of these wonderful things. What is it about live performance that has gripped you? Because clearly, even with all of these things, that's like the common element that brings it all together. Absolutely, absolutely. And when I started wrestling, uh, my family, they all thought it was so random and, you know, out of <laughs> came out of nowhere. But I'm like, listen, if you really think about it, wrestling combines almost all the elements, the things that I love, you know, I, I get to I get to look beautiful. I get to be an actress. I get to kick some ass like so it incorporated a lot of that the performing arts element that I have been in love with. Uh, I've always knew since I was a little kid, probably five years old, that I wanted to be an entertainer. Uh, my first passion was music, uh, something me and my mom shared, you know, singing around the house together. And, you know, and then from then it just led on to, okay, let me try something else. Let me try acting with it. Let me try modeling with it. And I feel like I'm just kind of just adding on to, to my character with all these different elements and, you know, just different things to support it. Now I'm not just a wrestler. Now I'm a wrestler model and, you know, just, just different things that I like to incorporate, things that will make me stand out in the future. <laughs> so you've, you've gone around and you've you've worked for different promotions. Um, is there any promotion that you really enjoy getting a chance to work with whenever that phone rings? Is there any place you would consider be, kind of being your home promotion or is it kind of just about everywhere? It's kind of become just about everywhere because now I don't necessarily have a home promotion. I have promotions that I work uh, often and I'm, you know, officially part of the roster and I'm, and I go almost every a couple times a month to wrestle for them, but I, I don't necessarily have a home promotion, but I do enjoy working for, uh, I work for CCW, Coastal mm -hmm. Championship Wrestling. Uh, they've been around for a very long time, a great promotion. I work for them and I, 
I would say that my favorite promotion to probably work for is Mission Pro Wrestling because it is all women and that is just so freaking cool all the the commentaries women the ring announcer the referees all the wrestlers and it's just it's a whole movement that that they started and it's always a lot of fun the fans are amazing and and they buy all your merch <laughs> so that is a plus they're so supportive and mission pro wrestling opened up so many doors for me i've I've worked with them about three, three, four times already, uh, but I love every time that I go back there. So speaking of Mission Pro, um, not only are they a fantastic women-driven promotion, they're fairly young, pioneered by Thunder Rosa. You were yes. recently performing at the Jacksonville Taco Festival. What was that experience like? And most importantly, how were the tacos at the Jacksonville Taco Festival? Yeah, I wish I could tell you. We didn't have any tacos. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so much that goes on into the shows. First of all, I can't eat before my match. You know, I want to look as slim as possible. And I can't eat with food. I can't wrestle with food in my stomach and stuff. So I usually wait till after the show. But then after the show, it was so hot. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 and I had so much like adrenaline still that I ended up not even eating tacos. But the event was awesome. There was a lot of people. I was surprised by how many people came to watch the wrestling portion of this festival because I'm like, you know, Chris Jericho's band is performing. There's all this food. There's so much going on. And, you know, I'm like, how many people are going to come to watch us, especially that's just, you know, women wrestling. But I was really surprised at the turnout. I thought we had a great show. And like I said, it's always fantastic when I get the opportunity to to work for Mission Pro Wrestling. <laughs> so what's the atmosphere in the locker room like? You know, you guys, like uh, Kate said, it's a young company, you know, uh, led by Thunder Rosa. But is there like a lot of bonding between you women in the background? There definitely is a lot of bonding in the locker room, especially since a lot of us know each other. A lot of the females there are also do AEW as well. So, you know, when I go there, I'm usually familiar with more than half the the wrestlers that are there. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Everybody's friendly. They're very, very big on respect. So everybody's super respectful, which is great. And we just all have a lot of fun together. Like I said, we know each other. So it's you know, it's always good to see them. It's always good to see them. And my favorite person to see is La Rosa Negra because she's such a sweetheart. She is so cool. She's probably one of my favorite people ever and great energy. So whenever I see La Rosa Negra, we're going to have a good time. She's crazy, just like me. <laughs> Speak, speaking of a good time, um, it seems like the, the paths have crossed with some of the people that you've worked with and some people that have appeared on our show. Misa Kate from Chicago. And mm, yes. um, Masa Slamovich, we actually just Ma had a conversation. Masha. Yes, Masha Slamovich. Yes. <laughs> so what was, what was that like working with him? Masha, Masha is great. She's a great, great worker. She was probably one of my toughest opponents that I've had thus far. She's very fierce and vicious and aggressive. I was, I was a little nervous, but um, the first time I wrestled her was at a promotion called RWR uh, out in Texas. And yeah, she she was great to, to work with. She she really challenged me, which is great, which I love. I like, I like a good challenge. Then I worked her again at, at the Taco Festival. We had a triple threat match. So 
it's always a good time. I actually learn a lot from her and you know, she's been around to many places. She she did a, a tour in Japan. So she's definitely someone that that I learned from as well. Um who who was oh Missa Kate. Missa Kate was cool. That was the the first time that, that I met her and worked with her was at the GCW show last month. And she's a lot of fun. <laughs> she's 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 goofy, which which I like. Uh, so so we had a good time with our match. What would you say when it comes to wrestling that is different from the other forms of performing, such as being in front of an audience? Did, did that ever bother you as far as once you got out there, uh, after your training was done? Was that difficult to be able to perform, or did you feel like that came fairly natural as far as, you know what, I'm ready to go? Um, that's an interesting question. In terms of like going out there, I like, I like speaking. Uh, I like to make an entrance. So those things were easy for me. If I have to cut a promo or, you know, my entrance, my entrance, one of my favorite parts of, you know, my whole gimmick. <laughs> so those things I was very, very confident in, but, um, the wrestling, I was kind of nervous, you know, it, it, it takes a while. And, Right after I made my debut, I kind of company started reaching out to me right away. And it was a little nerve wracking because I'm like, I don't feel like I was ready. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? You just have to face your fears, go out there and just learn as you go. And I mean, it definitely helped. I'm glad I, I jumped on those opportunities because I feel like it allowed me to progress at a faster rate than I would have if I would have just stayed in, in my training and doing all of that. Um, Cause I made my debut and I believe three, three and a half months later is that AEW reached out to me. Wow. So that was just like, I cannot believe that that was even happening. I thought it would take like two and a half years for a company like that to even look at me. So it was very, very nerve wracking. Um, but I have learned a lot, especially being an AEW and kind of just being thrown in that fire and, you know, it's a lot different working for TV, working for cameras. And I, I learned a lot because I had to. <laughs> I, you know, you, you just kind of have to when you're put into that situation. You just kind of go with it. But I'm, I'm glad that things worked out the way that they did. I feel like it pushed me to, to be better and work harder. And AEW, there's a lot of experience there, you know. Who do you yeah. go to, you know, when you have questions or, you know, the, the, do you wait for feedback from matches or, you know, well, what do um, you do there? Uh, so after my match, usually uh, Dustin, Dustin Rose is our go-to. He's usually the agent for our matches. So, so after your match, he'll be the first one to give you feedback. I love Dustin. So sweet, so helpful, so supportive. He really knows how to boost you up before your match. So I love going to him. Um, the people that, that I go to the most for advice, it would be Dustin, Jerry Lynn. I go to him often. I, I attended his seminar last year. So that's where we originally met. So when I came to AEW, he already remembered me. Uh, so we already kind of had a relationship and we kind of got closer because of that. Um, Chris Jericho, he's, he's a great guy as well. And he watches my matches, gives me feedback. And I'm always so extremely appreciative of that. And Tony Schiavone, I love him. He he's great. Also, another one always giving me the feedback. So those are like the, my four guys right there that that I always go to and 
ask for advice or they just give me feedback, whatever I need, I go to them. <laughs> when it comes to another aspect of wrestling that I've talked to a lot of people and they've mentioned that it, it takes some time before they feel comfortable promo class. Uh, obviously I've talked to Mr. Lynn before. Um, obviously, you know, promos are not the easiest thing to do in the world and especially yeah. getting your message out. How would you describe your process when it comes to putting maybe a promo together, whether it be with an AEW or another promotion? Um, is there something that you say, all right, I have bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, or do you just kind of go off the field of the audience? Um, that's a great question. So when it comes to promos, I'm confident in, in the way that I speak the way I enunciate and the inflections and I'm confident in that. Uh, but saying things off the top of my head, sometimes I'm just like, eh, I don't know. So I, I like to write things down. I write like everything down. <laughs> um, I like to write things down, be prepared so I can get my point across clearly. And the way I set up my promos, I kind of like to set them up like, like a match. So let's say for example, you know, in the beginning of a match, you do the opening spot, you do the shine. So I like to shine up my opponent, uh, you know, let them know, okay, yeah, I see you. I know you've been doing a good job. You've been killing it, but yada, yada, yada. So from that moment on, then um, we switch things up. Uh, I put some heat. <laughs> I talk a little smack, tell them why I'm the best, why I'm going to win and all this. Then uh, they might get a little come back i might shine them up one last time and then i will finish them with my closing lines <laughs> so that's the format that i like to stick to um to to get my point across i don't like to sound like a straight bitch <laughs> you know so I, I give them a little moment when i do my promos I, I like to shine them up give them their credit but then let them know why layla gray is the unstoppable danger and why i'm gonna force to be reckoned with is there anybody? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, I was just gonna jump in and say you are the unstoppable danger. You are the vicious vixen, and that you have worked yourself into a championship match against Nikki Adams on August 14th. Two absolute badasses going at it. Um, yeah. Speaking yes. of promos, what do you want to tell Nikki, and what do you want the fans to know about this awesome match coming up on the 14th? Well, I would like the fans to know that you know Layla Gray is from Queens, New York. I'm a queen from Queens. So this is my official New York debut, which is a very, very big deal for me. I got family coming, friends coming. Uh, so I have to bring it. And I know I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna give it all that I got. I know that I'm gonna come harder than I usually do because I have some very important people watching me there, supporting me, and I'm not about to let them down. So Nikki, I've heard great things about you, but you need to watch it <laughs> because I'm not about to go to New York and lose. That's not an option. <laughs> Speaking of New York uh, and, and somebody that I've had a chance to follow for a while now, uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, let me ask you, have you ever had a chance to cross paths with Eddie and uh, what were your experiences like uh, having a chance to talk to somebody like that? Well, Eddie's great. Uh, he is uh, definitely like a jokester. He likes to joke around with people. He's just a really, really funny guy. Definitely great energy to have around. He's been in the business for a long time. So um, if I get the moment to talk to him about a match, I definitely will. 
he is just a great energy, like I said, to have, to have around. Great friend. And he, since he's also from New York, he reminds me a lot of, of, of my peoples in New York. So I feel like we were able to click and vibe like off the spot. And, you know, now when we see each other, it's a lot of fun and games, joking around and stuff. I, I definitely like, uh, definitely like his vibe. Definitely like his vibe. Well, there's so many different things and there's so many different promotions that are out there. Is there anybody right now that you're looking at uh, as far as wrestling that I guess is a two-part question? A, who would you like to get a chance to work with? And who do you think right now is at the top when it comes to women's wrestling? Uh, whether it's on a national promotional level or you know the independent scene, who do you feel like is really, really knocking it out right now? Really knocking it out. <laughs> um, well, okay, two-part question. Uh, who would I like to wrestle? I want to wrestle La Rosa Negra because like I mentioned before, I love her. She trained me for a little bit. I've, I've done some seminars with her and she taught me a lot. And she's actually the one that helped me put together my entrance. So she um, had a big part to play in, in me developing my character and, you know, just coming out, revealing that I was a wrestler. So she's definitely the person that I would like to wrestle. But who is on top of, of women's wrestling right now? I feel I feel like it's between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker because they're just what all the blogs are talking about. You know, Thunder Rosa from, from NWA to uh, now fully signed to AEW, doing her Mission Pro Wrestling. Uh, so she's very inspirational. She's always doing something. So people are always talking about her. She's at like the top of her game right now. Uh, Britt Baker, she has come such a long way and she is the face of the AEW women's division and people love her. She knows what she's doing and, you know, I feel like there's still more levels of her that we haven't seen yet. So I'm excited to see the way that her career plays out, but they're definitely at the top of the women's division right now. And your microphone is muted. Mine? Okay. No, no, mine. I, I should have just let you oh. keep going. You should have. No, you you're fine. I saw, you're fine. I saw his mouth moving. I'm like, is he saying something or is he chewing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tough question. The hardest question you're probably ever going to be asked. And I apologize ahead of time for this. It's okay. <laughs> hot, tub, hot tub time machine. You can go back in the wrestling history and any match – Take somebody out and put yourself in that match. What would it be and why? And please don't tell Jerry. I'm still asking this question. Uh, take um, take somebody in, or can, can it be like somebody I would like to wrestle from the past? Because I'm like, I'm not sure what match necessarily I would have liked to been in from the past. Um, well, since it's you, I'll change it up. That can be the question for you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my biggest inspiration in wrestling was China. <laughs> so, oh, maybe if we tagged. I don't know if I necessarily would want to go against her. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if we tagged, I think that that would have been something amazing. We could have went out there in our little bikini tops looking strong and and just kick some ass together. You know, she would have been a, a great partner to have. So that's who, definitely who I would have liked to work with. Um, 
Russell, maybe Trish Stratus. I've always loved Trish, and you know, she was like the hot girl of WWE, the the face of the, like the women's division. Definitely would have loved to wrestle her. So any match with me and Trish probably would have been awesome. I'll take her satisfaction. <laughs> so I did see, and we'll let you plug it in a second, that you have a cameo where you offered to do the usual to greet people for their congratulations, their birthdays, their anniversaries, whatever. But you also threw in that if you needed someone to have a breakup, that you would do the breakup <laughs> for them. And I'm dying to know, has anybody asked you? <laughs> Not yet. Wow. <laughs> Not yet, but I am hoping. You know, I started the cameo a few, just like a couple weeks ago. It's still very, very new. I'm still trying to, you know, get the word out there. But I'm really hoping that somebody does because I really want to use that opportunity to uh, break somebody's heart. <laughs> Do you, do you have something in your head already, or are you just hoping someone's like, this guy cheated on me, I hate him, please rip a promo on him, or are you like, I have the perfect breakup line in my head already? The perfect breakup line. <laughs> uh, it's not you, it's her. Um, <laughs> that is a horrible line. Um, I actually don't have any lines prepared just yet. Um, I was hoping that, you know, they would give me some, uh, some motivation based on what is going on with their situation. So I know how to go about it. And I know, you know, the right words to say just to, to hit him where it hurts. <laughs> well, I don't think a lot of people are asking this on Cameo. So I think you have the market cornered on that. And I love it. I'm going to tell everyone, if you need someone to I break hope up. So. Your behalf, I hope so. I hope so. I, re I really, I really want to have fun on Cameo and get to do a little heel work as well. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. So guys, man or female, if you're in a relationship and you want it to be, please contact me on Cameo and I'll help ease, ease the pain. Well, the pain on you and you know, I'll bring, I'll bring the pain <laughs> on your, on your spouse. Hey. Hey, Freeland, tell Megs I found her birthday present just to let you know. Really? Really? You're going there already? Thank you, Rit. Thank you. And I was just about to thank you for something else, but I guess I'll keep that. I'm going to take that. It's not you. Pocket. It's her. <laughs> no, trust me. It's me. <laughs> well, as long as you know. Yes. She, <laughs> my You're parents right. have her it on salary. You. you know, she said you stopped giving a crap. <laughs> let me ask let, let me ask you this question. Um, when it comes to just having fun and relaxing and take wrestling and, and put it on a shelf, you know, movies, uh, restaurants, what do you like to do just to kind of decompress and just say, you know what, I'm not going to be the performer right now. I just want to let my hair down and do whatever it is I do. What do you do? What do I do? I can either do it all or do nothing and lay in my bed for, you know, the whole entire day. But um, I don't have much time to relax. But when I do, I like doing things outdoors. Like, I love anything involving water. So I, I love swimming, uh, going to the pool, going to the beach. Now I'm in Orlando, so I'm by all the water parks. So I'll probably be hitting those up. Um, I enjoy watching TV as well. 
I watch like the same things over and over again because since I don't really have time to watch TV, I don't like to start new series. So I watch Friends all the time, Big Bang Theory, Family Guy. <laughs> Those are like the shows that I watch because they're very easy. Uh, you know, you don't have to pay attention too much. Uh, and, and it's always funny no matter how many times I watch it. So I either go for those if I'm relaxing at home or, yeah, but I like to be outdoors. I like to swim. I love to eat. So I'm always looking to, to try new places. Yes. Eating is definitely one of my uh, favorite hobbies. It's, it's the only way I really know how to celebrate anything good, any achievements. <laughs> Let's go out to eat. So. Do you have a, yes. a eating plus? I'm sorry? Do you have a favorite type of food? Favorite type of food. I don't have a favorite type of food. Um, I have favorite categories. Like I love Mexican stuff. Anything with meat, cheese, and sour cream, I like. Um, <laughs> I like, uh, I love Italian, you know, things that are saucy and cheesy. I like, um, yeah. And I, and I love Spanish food. I love Spanish food. I love a good steak with like rice and beans and seafood. I was going to say saucy and cheesy are two like key ingredients to pro wrestling, I feel like. So that's a fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Parallel. Well, I got the sauce. Okay. There it is. See? I love it. <laughs> no cheese. So let me just ask you this. Where can people follow you um, as far as Instagram, as far as Twitter, the whole nine yards? If promoters would like to go ahead and book you, what is the best way to reach out to you to say, you know what? I want Lila Gray. Um, so social media is the best way to reach me, uh, whether it's Instagram or Twitter. My handle is at M-I-S-S underscore Layla Gray. Um, I also have Facebook slash Miss Layla Gray. And, you know, now I have my pro wrestling tea store. Well, you can't reach me there. But if you want to support the movement, my pro wrestling tea store is The Layla Gray. And so, yes, buy my merch, guys. And if you send me a DM on, on Instagram or Twitter or, or Facebook, I sell also autograph 8x10s. So get your hands on those, guys. And, yeah, and write to me. I love getting messages from people. I love hearing uplifting motivational messages to get me through the day. So yes, miss underscore Layla Gray. We are so thankful that you were able to, and I know we went over time, but we do apologize. We we had so much fun getting a chance to talk to you, and there's so much more, I feel like, that we can uh, go down the road with you. Is there any chance we could twist your arm to bring you back again sometime? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun with you guys. So Definitely would love to come on, share more stories, and let you guys know where I'm at in life. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you be good and continue to stay safe. And best of luck with everything. And we will talk to you down the road. Thank you, guys. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank Bye. you. Take care. Very cool. Very cool. I, you know what I like? I'll, I'll tell you guys this the most. What I like the most is getting to know the the real person. You know, it, it's interesting to know the the personality of the wrestler as their the performer. But I enjoy more of what do they like to do? Who are they as an individual? You know what I mean? Because I think that's where you make the deeper connections with people when you start to kind of peel back those layers and kind of get past the just the just the wrestling aspect of it because. She seems very motivated. She seems very driven. And once again, Rit and I were talking about this. There is that consistent theme 
when it comes to people that are very successful in life is that it is full steam ahead. There is no other options. It is going to work. And you you get that energy and that vibe from her that she is going by hell or high water to find success. And she believes in herself. She believes in her product. And um, I don't know. That's just so fun to see that because, you, you know, you go through life so many times and you see people who are just ho-hum, you know, who are just, oh, well, I guess I'll do this or I guess I'll do that. But then to see somebody when they call it driven, you know what I mean? It's just I don't know. It's just cool to see that because I wish that I would have been more of that way when I was younger. I really love finding out to people that there are like reasons for being attracted to wrestling. Like some people are lifelong fans when they're a kid. I remember um, hearing from Selena De La Renta that she got into wrestling because of Total Divas, like of all the things. So I just really love too that she was so drawn to performing since she was a kid, but that wrestling was something that was in her life and then out of her life and kind of made its way back in. Hearing her talk about Selena Vega was so great too. So I I love her story there too, because not everybody is like watching it from the time they're five and that's all they want to do. Like I think wrestling can sometimes just like for her enter and exit your life. And as someone that didn't start watching until 2009 when wrestling like on WWE was kind of, eh, I love hearing about like people kind of, falling out of it and then and then coming back into it. So I, I really appreciated that about her story. Rit, what's your what's your kind of takeaway here? Well, like I told you, Freeland, when we started uh, this segment, this show, Future Stars Now, man, it just keeps getting better every week. Like each each guest we've had intertwined with someone else. Yep. And the consistent thing is passion. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's passionate about wrestling and they're all hungry and we're there at the beginning part of the journey all the way up. Hopefully they keep in contact with us when they're those stars because man, well, we're here to help out any way we can. Yep. You know, Freeland, you and I have already took, you know, went above and beyond and helped out a couple people because that's what we're here for, you know? to help the independent worker get their name out there, get their story out there, you know, so people can say, man, something that they said really clicked with me. And that's what we're here for. No, I I agree with you hundred percent. It's one of those situations where there's a lot of wrestlers out there, but yet it's a small community. If that makes sense. It's like they're everywhere, but not. And especially when you get to know some of the, the promotions and you interview some people and you're able to make a phone call or you're able to make a text message and say, hey, FYI, um, you might want to check this out or this person really would love to get a chance to work here. Once again, pay it forward because that's we all get somewhere, not by ourselves, but because of other people who saw something in us and who put a word in or put the bug in someone's ear. And when you see somebody who's driven and somebody who wants to succeed, and if you can be a small part of that and give them an outlet and let them tell their story and maybe cultivate that into a broader audience, I think, I mean, that's what it's about to me. It's it's not about um, talking about the past, uh, guys who wrestled 30 or 40 years ago. I'm not saying anything, but it's about the here and the now and the future. Um that's just kind of my take. And I, I always feel that we've done that 
And I feel like we've done a good job at the end of every interview if we can at least turn one listener on to, hey, you, you know what? I know who that person is now. I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go to my local promotion and see if they're going to show up. And then all of a sudden, it starts to dovetail. So, anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. And Brett's still on mute. <laughs> Why? Why? How does this happen? You know, it's I, I, because I'm not used to having people downstairs, so I put the thing on mute so you guys don't hear any background noise, and then I forget. Well, you, you, here, here's what's funny, Kate. Okay, so when Rhett and I first started working together, right, when Jerry and Mikey went on their sabbatical, so we started working together, and I kid you not, we would be doing a show, and it sounded like there was a running toilet 24-7, or, or he had a, a fountain. Like, you know one of those garden fountains that just runs and, like, it's in someone's flower bed? A water attraction, yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I got to go now. I got to go now because I'm one of those people who has to use the restroom <laughs> if that is in my ear. I can't walk past a pool. I digress. But the point is, I said, Britt, I said, what's the deal here, buddy? I said, Do you, I'm drinking coffee over here, and we're, like, a third of the way through the show. I said, what the hell are you doing? So the Ritt then told me. And I'm going to let him say it. What exactly was that sound? Oh, it's my son's turtle tank. Oh, it's your turtle tank. Oh. Yeah, my, my son has two red-ear sliders and probably about 20 feet away. I grew up with turtles, and I know those, like, waterfall filter things. They are they are louder than you would think they are. There we go. He's got a terrarium. <laughs> And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? But anyway, I I, I give you grief, Rid. But no, I love you. And but no, it's just it's just interesting getting back to the independent wrestling scene that you know, Masa and Kate worked with her and Misa, Misa, Misa. I'm terrible Me with Misa or Misa. It's not Masa. Just to let you know. Did I say Masa? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I got Chono on the mind. I don't know what to tell you. Um, no, it's just one of those deals where when you when you get to talk to people and then that person has worked with that person and that person works with that person, it's just really cool in my opinion. So definitely. But Freeland, uh, if you don't mind, let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, break, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and uh, cookies. What do we want to do? Muffins. Well, speaking of that, Freeland, we're gonna talk about that when we get back. We're gonna talk about cookies and muffins. Muffins. Yeah. Muffin right back. Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. An aerial assault of epic proportion is coming your way on Saturday, August 14th. PPW is live from Signature Training Academy in Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. Come see Mojo Raleigh, Davey Richards, Jillian Hall, Brian Cage. Alpha Jr. and from the Dark Order, Preston Vance. Tickets are on sale right now at ppwwrestling.com. Uh, look at you. Look at you. First it's the terrarium, and then and then all of a sudden you cut me off because you want to talk about muffins. I have no idea why you want to talk about muffins. I've never said that I am the muffin man. You know? I I, I do like a good uh crumble cake. Have you ever had a crumble cake? You ever is had it, that? Is it kind of like a coffee cake? Kind of like a coffee cake, yeah. You like you like it? 
sometimes a little too much. But uh, it's it's August second, Freeland. It is August the second. It is August the second, man. Woo! Holy cow! Hate to say it, Freeland. Yeah, I'm not doing that good. You're not doing good. What's wrong? Oh, hey, no, hold on. Do not feel bad about yourself. Have you already have you already spied on me? No. Ah, you should. Because I, I, I was kind of waiting for you to bring it up. You'll feel better about yourself. You know, you look good. So everybody is wondering what the hell we're talking about. Uh, we're in code lingo here. Uh, the Ritzter and I, over the course of the entire summer, were trying to see who could, from the time the summer started to the time summer ended, to see if we could shed a few pounds. Uh, I've stayed extremely consistent, uh, which obviously is not the goal. Um, but uh, but you shouldn't feel bad. You know what? It happens. Stress happens. Work, children, job, car, turtles. All that plays a factor. You know? Hey, but at the end of the day, all I got to say is thank you for being a friend. Oh, no. You, my friend, are a friend. So let's talk about this real quick here. So the Ritzter knows that I have an unhealthy obsession with uh, with AEW action figures. I think you all realize that at this point. Um, I do appreciate everybody who not only DMs me about, hey, I'm going to Walmart. Hey, I'm going to Target. I, y- y- all of you are enablers, and I love you for that. I have people that are saying, I'm on my lunch break. I'm going to go ahead and check out my local whatever to see if I can find some action figures. So you know what to all of you? Thank you. You truly are the wind beneath my wings. And trust me, to get me off the ground, you're going to need a lot of wind. Um, But anyway, I I digress. I'm starting to get off of topic here. The Ritzter over the holidays uh, always has taken care of me and Megs. And we've gotten so many awesome things. I mean, he sent us Buku uh, coffee. And we just recently finished it. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That was that was my wife. She was trying to stifle a sneeze, and it came out worse than that. Literally, I think she's having a medical emergency off screen here. What in God's name was that? Yeah. No, that's fine. Hey, do your thing. You do you, boo-boo. Right? Huh? I got that from Kevin Hart. Anyway, the Ritzter has taken care of me, and he's got me some amazing things. And I have been looking for – so it's wrestling, Golden Girls, Bob Ross. That is the triangle. That is the the trinity that is Mike Freeland. So I have um, I have two Chia Pets. Uh, I have two Chia Pets that are the Golden Girls. So I have Sophia and I have Rose. Rose. Thank you. The Ritzter on a recent trip when he went to Baston to see the Sacks. Boston, Boston, Boston. Boston. I am horrible with pronunciations tonight. My God, what do I have a cleft palate? And if you have a cleft palate, (laughs) that's that's totally cool. I get that. Uh, I just talk like I have one, but I don't. Anyway, cleft palate aside, see doctor now. Um, We got uh, he got me Dorothy, so I have the Dorothy Chia. Let me set this aside. Da 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 da. Shoot. I now have Ziblanche, 
the Blanche. So now I have all four girls, which is exciting. Now you, you you're probably saying, oh, so you're gonna you're gonna plant, you're gonna put the paste, and you're gonna plant, right? Don't do that here. I go ahead and I go to Hobby Lobby and I paint the busts. So I will paint flesh toad first, then I do hair, then I do makeup, then I do lips, then I do their clothing. So they will be like almost like presidential busts or busts you will see like in a city hall. And then I'll lacquer it and then I'll display it. So thank you for doing that. And then if, if that wasn't enough, this man found a 1,000-piece Golden Girls puzzle. Let me tell you something, kids. When I was looking at this thing, I said to myself, well, how big is this? And where does it say here? This, this some bitch is huge. This is 19 by 27. Wow. 19 by 27. And so I'm going to get one of those mats. You know how you can like roll it up. I'm going to get one of those mats and I am going to go ahead and get this done. And we're going to hang this up because Ritster, I thank you very, very much for, for doing all of this. You are a kind, wonderful individual. Freeland. Yes. You thank me, but I should be the one thanking you. Probably. Because no, I'm just kidding. without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. Like I told you before. I thought, like, nine years ago, I was done with wrestling altogether. Yes. But now, just when you think you're out, you always get sucked back in. Oh, it sucked. It. Yeah. Well, you're so. back, baby. You're back. Well, you know what? You do a very good job at hosting, producing, all that kind of stuff. You deserve to be where you're at. And tonight, I thought it was even better with Kate there. That's she why I am so disappointed that she left. Did she Did she just basically say, hey, screw you boys. You I, guys I, can't turn your microphones on. I think she thought that we were done. We're just having fun. Uh, uh, I, I just texted her. Uh, we didn't want you to leave. Come back, please. We're those kinds of people, though. Are we those kind of people? Let's hope not. No, I agree. Because we have big plans for her. Big plans. I, I was hoping to talk to her, with her after the show, but... Well, here's the thing. We we have big plans in general because uh, I've got a couple of big pay-per-views that are going to be coming up that we're going to be involved with. That's exciting. Um, but yes, we're going to also post and make sure if you want to get the merchandise... From our guest tonight, we're going to post all of those links. So obviously Twitter, uh, which has already been posted, Instagram, which we will post as well. We will also post where you can buy merchandise as well. And also if you send her DMs, you can get signed 8x10s. So, and, and don't forget those cameos. Oh, cameo. That's right. I forgot about that. Cameo is another thing that she's doing. And she will create a breakup video. Interesting. I never, I never thought I would see something like that. But a breakup video on Cameo, if you can't say it to your significant other, she will. She'll tell you to go sit and spin. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, like, how devious do you got to be 
to be someone like as attractive as she is mm -hmm. to turn heel instantly and tell somebody to go sit and spin. I think she could. I think she's got it in her. I think she could definitely. You're, you're definitely going to have to tell me uh, what that video is like. That's not even funny. You are. That is not okay. Just when I thought we'd, we'd taken our friendship to the next level, you know what you say? Nope. Elevator shaft drops. Thanks a lot, Ritster. But there is somebody that I do want to thank, and I want to thank Moondog Murray. So let me get this goofy microphone out of my way. Moondog Murray. Uh, you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees, and you can get the brand new Moondog Murray officially licensed merchandise. I have it. I wore it today. People asked me, that's really, really cool. Where'd you get that? And I also told them where you can find it. Obviously, you can hit Moondog Murray up on social media as well. Um, he is our resident professional wrestler. He's on the show on Tuesday nights. Uh, so once again, get the Moondog Murray. Look how cool this is. This is super, super cool. Now, the other thing that I think is awesome about this is if you show proof of purchase of your Moondog Murray officially licensed apparel, if you do that, you do a screenshot that you've made the purchase, right? You then DM him. You attach the, the, the proof of purchase. He will send you an autographed 8 by 10 How you feel about that, Ritster? Huh? A little jealous. Does that make your does that make you, a little jealous? Does that make your bread loaf? I'm just, just a little jealous about that. Well, I mean but the man the, the man's doing a great job. I mean He's doing a great job. He has busted his ass training. Is highly entertaining. I would definitely go ahead and put Moondog Murray into YouTube. He's got such a cool gimmick. And once again, I'm not saying this because we're friends. I'm saying this because he's really good at what he does. And check him out. Support him. Uh, he is from in and around the Chicagoland area. Um, yeah, Moondog Murray, merch shirt. Once again, here it is. Good dude. Check it out. Man, and speaking of Chicago, Chicago, there is so much buzz about one person. We're not going to mention names that's selling out arenas for companies. Yeah, with, with no confirmation, none. Like, how do you do that? And if he is not even involved with either company, you got to give him a piece of the pie for selling out your arena for you. Right. Well, I, here's the thing, though. It's more than just one person, though. It takes a team to put things together. Would you agree with that? Yes. But, man, it's just it's just crazy. Like, people are just that. There hasn't been so much buzz about somebody or a group of people now for quite some time. Right. You know, for free agency. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of hope they kind of do the test their waters and uh, put their foot in a little bit of every promotion. Because just being in one promotion kind of kills you. I mean, I think it's difficult when you're only in one promotion. Um, because there's fans all over the country and I mean, arguably all over the world that would love to get a chance to see you. 
And, you know, when you, when you have opportunities where promotions come together, um, it is the ultimate and keep in mind, you know, we haven't really seen this before on a national or worldwide level before, and now we're seeing it. And I think it's exciting. Yeah. Like nothing against WWE, but you can only book people against so many against this, your roster so many times. Right. I agree. And when you have the indies, all these promotions, all these people, some people say they're dream matchups. But when you have more of a, a roster, it's like, why? Well, right. why just why just hold on to your talent for you know for just to hold on talent? And people are complaining because a lot of people are being released. Isn't that for the better? Well, I, I think the whole getting released situation, the whole conversation, and we're going to go into more of this tomorrow night, is um, and this is so weird to say, but sometimes getting let go can be the best thing to happen. And what I mean by that is, is that my dad uh, hired people all throughout his career, hired and fired people all the time. Um, and sometimes he would even tell me firing someone was the best thing that I could do for them at this time. Because sometimes people need that extra nudge to say, you need to go. You need to do something different. Um, go somewhere else and hone your skills. Or So I feel like these releases that are happening, I don't buy this whole budget cut stuff. Okay? I don't buy it. You can't be having one of the most profitable years or series of years in company history when you've been around for over 50 years. And then somehow when you decide that you're going to let people go, the answer is budgetary. That doesn't make sense. That's like me basically saying, oh, I got this great teaching gig and I'm making all this money, but yet uh, I'm going to drive a 35-year-old car. And I can't get a new car because, well, of budget reasons doesn't really make sense. People are starting to figure out that there is a deeper-seated problem. And I think we all know what that deeper-seated problem is. We've seen it for years now. Um, whether or not Stephanie or Triple H or Shane or Linda or anybody else sees it, we all do. But once again, can't do anything. Um, somebody once told me, who was a huge Green Bay Packer fan, they said, Brett Favre will quarterback this team for as long as he wants until the day he dies. And when you're winning, it sounds great. Oh, man, I'd love to have this person at the helm. I'd love to have Brett Favre throw in 40 touchdowns a season. But you're not getting that same person every single year. Time happens. Time changes. Aaron Rodgers comes around. Somebody younger somebody who's hungry or somebody who has a different pair of eyes and you have to be willing to understand it's time to change. Um, and that's gotta be hard from a pride factor from a, you know, Hulk Hogan made the the reference. He goes, it's so hard when you've been doing something for so many years and you feel like you're on a treadmill, right? And you're running like at 3.5 miles an hour, or maybe four miles an hour. And that's fast. Trust me. My big ass has been on a treadmill and all of a sudden someone pulls the plug out from the outlet and it just stops. And then you don't know what you're going to do. Um, 
But if you've set up your company the right way and you've empowered the right people, things will be fine. But it's um, they're they're in a unique situation here, and this is a lot dire than I think most people realize. So I, I didn't mean to go on this long diatribe, but the, to to address the point that you had made before, this is kind of this is kind of where we're at. Yeah, and and I think it's just more excitement. More, oh, yeah, more more buzz, more uh, you know people talking wrestling. You know, I, besides the interviews, if, if there wasn't stuff like this going on, what would we talk about Tuesday nights? I mean, I mean, we could talk about. Thank you for being a friend. Da, na, na, na. Oh, Mike Freeland, what would you do if I was able to get Betty White on the show? Oh. If well, first of all, I don't know if Betty. I mean, she's she's still working, so she's a busy woman. I don't know if she's a, a wrestling fan, but if I okay, let me let me put it to you this way: as a wrestling fan, people may agree with me or disagree with me. Hulk Hogan was my bucket guy, and I got to spend some time with him and talk to him. I gave him a hug. Um, that was my bucket person when it well, came to wrestling. Was it Hulk or was it Terry? It was Hulkster. And I and that was my bucket thing. Um, for celebrities, if I could have met all four ladies, all four late okay, Hulk Hogan, all four Golden Girls, and Bob Ross, I would have nobody else. Literally, I literally that I would absolutely say I have to meet. I would, but I mean, I've met somebody. I met somebody new. Over the last 10 years. And he resides from North Carolina. Oh my goodness. Oh my. He is. Speaking of that, Freeland. The greatest that, bout machine ever. The greatest performer to ever exist. I have to say. Kenny Omega. Last Friday. Yeah. When you and I got off the phone. Got off the I, phone. I told you I was going to head up and watch AEW. Yes. Oh, that's right, because you DVR'd it because you didn't get to watch it live on Wednesday night. That opening, just the entrances. Whoa. That Dark Order entrance was over the top. So good. And then I'm like, oh, it ain't going to get better than this. And then they went and did the whole entire Space Jam. I know. I'm like, this is this is epic. This is this is this is amazing. In, in North Carolina. North Carolina. Home of the Michael Jordan. Man. And I will I, I will I will say this though. You know, everyone talks about oh WWE and their production. WWE and their production. Yeah, they got good production. There's no doubt they have good production. However, let's not poo-poo on other companies. AEW has really good production value. So I was very impressed with that. I was highly entertained by that. And that's really what it's about. So it was really, really good. Yeah. Like, honestly, the entrance was great. They could have stopped the show. They could have been done right there. 10-man tag, even better. Stop the show. But it got better than that. Got better. So, man, got to love it. 
Yeah, A I mean, E W. So many exciting things are going to be happening. Just to give you a preview of what's going to be happening tomorrow night, and this is why you you can't miss an episode of Future Stars Now or Front Row Material because you miss a week, you miss a lot. You miss a week, you miss a big guest. And you want to tell everybody who's coming up on Tuesday night, or would you like for me to do that? Freeland, this is all on you. A man who has, I call him a world traveler. He is a, a very successful professional wrestler. Uh, not to be confused with a really good or a very good professional wrestler. This man has worked in several different promotions. Not only has he done wrestling, but he has his own practice. He is a connoisseur of so many things. He's an intelligent mind, but he cuts one hell of a promo, and he gets it. And his name is Crowbar. And Crowbar will be joining us live tomorrow night here on the show. It's going to be really, really good. So if you have any Crowbar questions, uh, definitely go ahead and jump into the chat. Let us know what your thoughts are with that. But also, go ahead and tweet or DM or text message your friends and let them know tomorrow night Crowbar is going to be on the program. And um, love to get as many people as we can to come on and join the conversation and have some fun. I can't wait, you know. I love his little vignettes he does, he puts out there on Twitter. That I I got to sit there and, you know, say my favorite one is the one that caused a lot of heat. Bullet Club, NWO. We'll talk about it. Can't wait. We're going to talk about so many different things. But um, if you guys could do us a big favor, and I don't – well – Maybe coming from me, this isn't true. I would say I don't ask for much, but I, I kind of do. So. I don't I don't ask for much. You don't ask for much. So could you tell people what they could do as far as our Twitch channel is concerned? Head on over to twitch.tv forward slash FRM pod. Hit that follow button. It's not much to ask. Hey, you get you, that's the first, uh, first installment you can get to watch us live. For free. Say you're busy. Head on over to YouTube, type in the old search button, hit front row material. There we are. Follow us right there. Yeah. Every interview will be up by Friday. Future Stars Now will definitely be up by Mondays. You can't beat that. So many great things. So go over to our YouTube page. Go ahead and just all you have to do is like and subscribe. We would appreciate that more than you'll ever know. Go ahead to our Twitch uh, channel, which the Ritzter just gave it to you. All you got to do is hit follow. And we would be so grateful if you would want to subscribe as well. But if you just go ahead and tell one friend, we would be very appreciative. Let's go ahead and let's grow this community. Let's bring the independent world of wrestling together. Let's have some fun. Let's talk to some great stars. And uh, you know what? Let's enjoy ourselves on Tuesday nights. How's that sound? Sounds good. Every Tuesday from here on out. Yeah. Till death, till death do us part. Well, that got a little creepy at the end. Till death do us part. Holy crap. Are we going to be doing this when we're like, what happens if we literally, I kid you not, we do this our entire working career. And then you and I, when we retire, we 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 even do more. More. Well, some of these uh, younger talents from Future Stars now we're interviewing, they might be uh, in their 30s, 40s, still going. We're going to have to keep supporting them and keep interviewing them. 
Do you think they would let us do a show like this from a retirement village, like a retirement? That's a great venue. Think, think, follow me this for a second, right? You and Kelly get an apartment. Megs and I get an apartment, right? You and I get to hang out basically whenever we want through our 70s, 80s, 90s, and then beyond that if we want. And we get baths. We get meals. There's craft time. I mean, I, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited for future stars now. Future stars now. Thank you for bringing it back. Bringing it back. Just when I go, yep. Just when I go all cocoon. If you don't know what that reference is, look it up. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who came into the chat tonight. We do really appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Liam Savage. Uh, for are we still live? We're still live, right? Okay, I yes. have no idea. Cause I'm, cause I'm not what writ. Oh, oh, I forgot to press the button. Touche, touche. That's fair enough. You know what? You can, you can get your, di yeah. Uh huh. All right. Is there anything else we want to say before tomorrow? So we got Crowbar coming on the show. We're going to be talking about AEW. We're going to be talking about obviously the fallout of Nick Gage, the pizza cutter, Domino's Pizza. We're going to be talking about Adam Cole Bebe. What's going to be happening with that? We're going to be talking about CM Punk. We're going to be talking about Brian Danielson. We're going to be talking about the backstage reaction of what's happening in WWE right now. We're going to talk about uh, just so many different things. And we want you to be a part of it. So join into the conversation, jump into the chat, and enjoy the amazing interview. And if you get a chance, get yourself some Moondog Murray. Officially licensed merchandise. I can't talk. You know what? I'm done. Throw it to the close. I can't talk. I'm stuttering. Freeland, I can't wait till we release our shirt. Oh, you mean we may actually have some our own merchandise? Hey, you might find us on the corner. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, he, is, no. he is Mike Freeland. I am the Rit. See you guys tomorrow night on FRM Pod.